with your whole ass, not your half ass. Good evening, peoples. What it do? What it do? What it do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, y'all. What up, though? What's good? Ain't nothing. Uh, how y'all doing this fine evening? Enjoying this uh, five day weekend because of the snow. <laughs> what? It snowed heavy up there? Enough for the uh, school system to be like, nah. <laughs> for the rest of the week? Yeah, uh, we was off yesterday. We was off today. And we just got a text message uh, that we didn't got to go in. So basically, I'm off again tomorrow. Oh, this generation is screwed. This generation is screwed. Mm-hmm. Screwed. Yeah, some, I saw somewhere that said... Y'all keep closing school. That's why everybody think five plus five is key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. Well, let me get into this intro. It is open in the comments. 21. 21. Welcome 21. to another episode of the Fat Girl Chronicles podcast, where we get all up in your business and discuss the topics that matter to us most each and every Tuesday, which we lovingly call Fat Tuesday right here on PGC Media, Facebook, YouTube, and we are also streaming live on Sarkarigans, mm-hmm. thanks to the team over there. And we are once again live on Instagram. So, hey, y'all, hey, over there on Instagram, what's up? Um, we want to make sure y'all know that we over there so y'all can hop over there and check us out. We on IG again. Um, we will continue to be on IG um for the next couple of weeks to see how it goes. See if y'all like us on IG, let us know, send us a, a, a message, a DM, or something to let us know that y'all like seeing us on Instagram. And you know, we're gonna keep it rocking and rolling from there. And then soon enough, within the next week or so, we'll be streaming live from our website, so you'll be able to check us out live. On our website. I know y'all like, girl, when this website coming? It's coming. I promise you. Relax. Relate. Release. It's coming. Um, but I want y'all to know we up in this thing. Turning stuff on. Messing with stuffs. Um yeah, I'm your girl Leo Rochelle. And in the building tonight, it looked like I'm by myself. I'm the only lady up in this thing with all the fellas. So we got right here to me. That was nice. Right, look like it. We got Pablo up in this thing. Pablo, tell the people who you are and how they can connect with you. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is your boy Pablo, aka Grandma's grandson, aka the Bearded Wonder, aka the Pod Boss, Mr. More AKAs and HBCU. Pinkies up. Um, You can catch me, uh, Sarkarigans, over everything. Sarkarigans on Facebook, Sarkarigans on Instagram, Sarkarigans on YouTube. 
TikTok, all that good stuff. And we got a website, www.sarkarrigans.com. All your old heads put www in front of stuff. Mm. Okay, then. All righty. Down there at the bottom, the rider died. We got the one and only, the mouth in the building. Mount here that people, how they can connect with you. Hey, what's up, hey, good people, man? Check, check me out. Uh, you know, I'm just all around everywhere. Hit, hit me up on IG at, at the underscore mouth 247. You know, just hang out with me, man, and find out what I got going on, and then we can move on from that. You can be a part of part of the life, and I can be a part of your life, and we can make each other like better. Come okay. on, man. Okay, P. Diddy. Like <laughs> your friends, get with uh, my friends, uh, and we can be friends. <laughs> we can do this every weekend. <laughs> right, 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 right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm over here sending out links and things. Um, and then down here, the man in the dark, whispering yeah. in the dark. Hey, uh, uh, we got the one and only Moses, aka Haitian boy Moses. Telling people who he is, sir. What's going on? What's going on? It's Moses, Haitian boy, representing Haiti to the fullest. Straight Baptiste. out of Peace. Huh? Baptiste. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, my cousin Baptiste is on here right now. Shout out hey, to the yeah. Baptiste family. Shout out to Baptiste. Definitely. Um, What's up, in Philly, straight out of Brooklyn. Um, definitely, I'm a photographer if you ever need your headshots. I got headshot specials going on right now. $75. Ooh. Let's go. Ooh. Okay, pause. Okay. Yes, let's go. We can do this. <laughs> I'm willing to travel as well. But um, hit me up on my website, www.com. HaitianBoyImages.com, and I'll be glad to help you guys out. That's what's up. Say you'll travel to shoot your head. There you go. <laughs> Make sure that head gets shot. <laughs> we'll get shot. You know what? <laughs> this one I'm going to have to endure the, today. <laughs> nah, we just talking about headshots. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Okay. So we haven't done one of these in a while. Oh, before I hop into that, tonight we got a very special guest that'll be hopping on here with us in a little while. Uh, we have none other than Leslie Johnson, who is a former WNBA player and Indiana Hall of Famer. Uh, she will be joining us in a little while. Um, to discuss the afterlife of professional sports and what that looks like. And then also she'll be talking to us about um, her foundation that is called Hush No More LLC. So she'll be hopping on here with us in a little while to talk about that and all of that good stuff, what she's got going on. And, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about basketball. I don't know nothing about it because I don't be watching it. <laughs> but we're going to dive into that a little bit here. Um, but up first, we haven't done one of these in a while, and we're going to hop into it. We're going to let Pablo do his thing. We're going to ask y'all, what y'all learned about today? What y'all learned about
got the hoodie on. Pablo, it's on you. So what you wanna do? Hey everybody, what's going on? Um, what y'all lying about today? What y'all lying about today is that the Dallas Cowboys is America's team. Wow. That's the hell y'all lying about today. Okay. <laughs> these these mofos ain't won nothing in 28 years. You just decided to start on violence. Yes, that yes, violence. yes, yes. 28 years they have not won anything. They have not made it to the championship game since I was in high school. That's how old I am. I remember that. This is Emmett Smith. This is Emmett yeah. Smith. Okay. <laughs> And also cocaine boys. Exactly. <laughs> they took cocaine out of Dallas. They started losing. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead, call the connect. Get them back. All right. And then also one other thing. I'm from Baltimore. I love it. I'm proud of it. That will stop calling Lamar elite. Okay. My man is one and three in the playoffs. Okay. He ain't won nothing. Stop calling him elite. Okay. If you win in the regular season. And you lose in the in the tournament, nobody remembers you. Stop calling him. Oh, you got a point there. You got a point. There you, you go. Got a point. He a bad man. He a bad man right now. He yeah, man. he a bad man. Who are these people? Lamar <laughs> Jackson is a country man from a country town who plays football for the Baltimore football team. Okay. Actually, they paid him a lot of money to play football. They paid, <laughs> they paid him a lot of money. He paid he's him a lot of money. He's 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 north of two fifty, okay, and that's M's. But he ain't won nothing. Not a damn thing. Right. So stop calling him elite. He ain't won nothing, and he make that kind of money. Yeah. He went in the regular season. Just when he get to the tournament, he ain't won. Okay. No. No. The NFL. The NFL is weird because all you have to do is have one good season, and they give you the world. Mm -hmm. Then you suck. Exactly. Zeke. Exactly what happened to Zeke. Mm-hmm. They gave my man like $150 million. And then the next couple of years, he couldn't even do 200 yards. There you so go. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's bad. And I'm from the town, and I, I say, stop calling him elite. He nobody, needs to win Football's getting too, football's getting too kind of, hmm, it's not even exciting to watch no more. And my Knicks going to win. These words, all these the words down for The Knicks. My Knicks going to win it all. Let's go. The I'm done. Wow, I've been I've been a Knicks fan since birth. So don't, okay, don't, don't you, you woke head. up on violence. I'm from New York, and I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. You woke up on violence. All of okay. these words. Sound oh, I'm not saying he's trash. He's just not elite. Okay, he, Michelle, he's you can't not call trash. Him elite. You can't call him elite. He hasn't proven nothing. Yeah, that's it. He's just not elite. Oh, okay? oh, oh, she coming at you now. Are you saying Lamar? You, you say he's top tier. Would you say he's top tier? He's top tier. He is. He is. Yeah. And he is. For what they got in the league, yes, he's top tier. Let me tell you something. Only one thing I get tired, they compare they compare Lamar to Mike Vick. No. They don't need to do that. He's not they even Randall Cunningham. Yeah. It, exactly. That's all. He's, he's nothing but a rerun. I tell people all the time. Ain't nothing brand new. It's all a rerun. I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. He got big, he got big legs and Cunningham's arm. I would say I was I would say he's better than Vic. Whoa! What? I would say he's better than Vic. What? Yes. 
I'm an Atlanta fan. I'm a diehard Atlanta fan. <laughs> Vic was a good player. He what? was Showtime. But all he did, all, all he did, was bring black people back to the game. That's what he yeah. did. Black people yeah. weren't supporting the Falcons until they got Vic, and Vic was Showtime. Vic was mm. not a superstar, elite quarterback. No, he wasn't. He was not. He just had good legs. He couldn't. He, he wasn't a great passer. No, the market passed the ball. Yeah, he don't Vic have decision making skills like Vic. Though. He really didn't have accuracy. Vic didn't have no accuracy, but Vic yeah. had an arm. That's it. He he can chuck Vic it. Had an arm. You Vic just gotta be. Ball. You gotta get to where he throwing it to. He ain't gonna yeah. get it to you. He made you go get the ball. Yeah, that's about it. That's it. He said, "I'm gonna throw it down there. Go get it." Mm-hmm. And that's it. But and and, and uh, Lamar didn't put the Ravens on the map. They won a Super Bowl before Lamar that's got true. there. They blocked downtown. They blocked downtown when they won. I couldn't get nowhere. Hold on. Flacco put Baltimore Ravens on the map. Flacco. That's why I wanted Flacco to come back. It's a big deal for Lamar. Lamar. Oh, yeah. If he does well in the playoffs, he'll be there. This is his time. This is his time. Shut up. They're not even talking about basketball. They're talking about football. I this know that a, much. This is his yeah, time I, right I, now. I, I'm if, if Lamar, out there like that. If Lamar goes out there like that. That's it. Y'all can't tell me nothing. Nah, I, I agree. I agree. But like I said, NFL is getting, getting kind of stagnant right now. The NFL is getting yeah, kind of stagnant. They, they too the much money. Yeah, too much money and you can't hit nobody. No, right, yeah, you can't hit nobody. Everything's yeah. getting soft. It's, 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 it's crazy. I don't like it. Yeah. This is a this is a male dominated conversation tonight, huh? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> she said no. <laughs> the Super Bowl? Oh, the 49ers and uh I'm just going go right, the 49ers and the Ravens. If everything go right. Wait a minute. Well, who who y'all got for the Super Bowl? Um, the Niners, it's Niners and the Ravens, if everything go right. You said Niners and the Ravens? Mm-hmm. There's nobody in NFC that can stop. I'm, I'm, I'm actually gonna go for a disappointing team. I'm actually gonna go for a disappointing team. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm pick somebody who's real six seed. But the Bucks. I'm gonna say Green. I'm gonna say Green Bay. And um. I mean, they gotta beat the Niners in California. I think that's gonna be upset. I think that's okay. gonna really be upset. I'm, I've I'm been sorry. a Niners fan since I was. <laughs> I think that's gonna be upset. I've been a Niners fan since I was six years old. Don't don't hurt my heart like this. I, I, don't, I don't care who you. I'm just saying. I'm don't going for the upset. Like this. I'm going for the upset. I am. I'm even gonna bet on FanDuel for that. I'm going uh, for the I'm going for the underdog. You know? Okay. Mm. Right. right. Hold on. We didn't see. <laughs> Hold on. Nobody saw the um. Nobody saw Tampa Bay beating Buck. I mean, Tampa Bay um winning to the Eagles. Nobody saw I, did. I did. I did. Hmm. Well, I don't think the Eagles is gonna lose first round. Hey, yeah, hold on. Hold on. Who they play? This how it is. Eagles, when they get slapped by a bad team, they usually mm-hmm. come back with vengeance a they little bit. Yeah. But for them to lose back to back like this is whoa. They, 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 they haven't been the same since the 49ers came in there and, and beat them. They haven't been the same. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. They, were, they, were, they, had a, they had a dumb coach. Like that last game when they lost Brown and mm-hmm. uh, what's called got hurt. I was like, that was a, that was a waste of personnel. They should have been on the bench drinking hot chocolate watching that last game. Yeah, yeah. Getting yeah, yeah. ready for that, this game. That's what I would have been doing. I'll tell you that first much. Because it didn't serve, it didn't serve had, a purpose Eagles for them. Four, a purpose they only had four plays. Eagles only had four plays. That's all they yeah, had. They didn't serve no purpose for them. They only had four them. plays for the whole Shells, 
Michelle said the Eagles choked. I don't think they choked. I think that was just that was just them. That was just them. They they secondary wasn't gonna handle Tampa Bay. Nah, yeah, they've been choking for a minute. Like they, they yeah. hurt. And then um Hurts. I'm I've never been I've never been impressed by him. So but, see, see what I'm talking about? They gave him a shitload of money last year. Yeah. See what I'm talking about? And shit yeah, they made a big money. deal about it because it was like he had like an all-woman uh team that got him the bag. Yeah, because he has all, all woman. I'm 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 gonna give him up for that though. He yeah. has a whole all woman staff. His agent mm-hmm. is a woman, his publicist is a woman. Yeah, yeah that's cool. And Lamar. and African American at that, so okay, yeah. I'll give him that. Lamar, Lamar Mama got him his bag. Yeah, but <laughs> they got him a bag. But yeah, Lamar Mama went in there like my son needs all this money right now. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Lamar Mama got him his bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Leo, I'm finished. Yeah, I'm finished. Yeah, about though. <laughs> I just had to do it. I had to throw that in there because it's football season. That's what they lying about. Oh, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you at all because you know I learned a little something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she was gonna be like, "Can y'all notice I'm clueless?" Yeah. Did y'all see the uh, video with the dude did the square scarecrow from the Wiz? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like you it's can't all, win. This ain't gonna go. That was dope. I thought Thank that you, was Michelle. that was super Thank great. you, Michelle, for having my back and knowing yeah, what they're um, talking about. Taylor Swift in there swag surfing, looking crazy. She was going to She was going to win. I defend Taylor to a swag. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't defend that one. You know, I defend her to the death. I couldn't defend that. That was crazy. Who was going in? They said she was white water rafting. That's how hard mm-hmm. she was surfing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Look, look no, at that. So we can show it. <laughs> yeah, she, she, went extra in. In. she went extra in on the de- on the dive. She was, I was like, damn. <laughs> so why nobody sent me that? Because you, you, you don't do surfing? football. She was yeah, swag surfing hard. They do that at the Chiefs game um, every game. And so they, they caught her. <laughs> Swag I, I hope my man is ready because when they break this, up, uh, I hope he knows he has a whole album coming out after him. Oh yeah, of course. I, I hope he know. I hope he knows that. Like that's what she does. She breaks up with you and then drops an album and go on a world tour. I love it. That's it. That's Tell it. it makes Let's go. <laughs> so I hope he's prepared. And she's gonna say your name and in a couple boosted. of verses. Huh. Is Boosie up here challenging her to a, a yeah. contest? Yeah, Boosie's yeah, challenging yeah. her to a swag surfer. To a swag surfer. Boosie, why? Mm-hmm. Tell hey, me why. Why are you challenging her? Why not? Why not? He's a smart businessman. That was a business move. Yeah, because she is hot right now. So I get Can you imagine this. how many I more people you, don't know you. Boosie? We'll see him if they do a swag surf con- contest. How many more followers well, he'll get? Well, Boosie is like 40. <laughs> he looked like he 80. And he moved like he 106. So it's, yeah. it's going to be he, rough. He's yeah, he, he not your average black man with rhythm. He not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that'll, be a, that'll, be a, a that'll be a close contest. Yeah, I'm a Swifty for real. If I had <laughs> enough money, I don't went to the concert. I couldn't, I couldn't afford a concert. Oh, you're a Swift? Is that yeah, a thing? A yeah, yeah. That's a oh, thing? 
Can you yeah. imagine? Can you imagine Lil Boosie opening up for Taylor Swift? <laughs> that's right. That's the end up. That's the end up. Now that's wild. No, no, that that would be kind of dope though. I, I think I'll go. I think I'll become a Swifty then. If that's the sense of the thing, I'll become a Bruh. Swifty. Lord, okay. Hold what would, on, hold on. what would Boosie sing though in the opening act? What? Um. I bet you Boosie be right happy. She just be like, I, she just I be bet like, you that crowd will go nuts. I bet you that crowd will go nuts. For wipe me down. For Boosie, yeah, for all yeah. that. Like they, they listen to all that. Got her own car. I got her own uh, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody thirteen year old daughter gonna be in the front row like I N D E E. Listen, do you know what that mean, baby? Um, I don't know. I'm Hey. <laughs> That's my right. shit right there. I do know that. <laughs> I don't know all that other shit y'all was talking about. Bro. <laughs> my, you ain't lying. That, 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 was a good, that was a good strategic business move. That was. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All, Boosie's going to get all I that notoriety that. right there. That's what 85 South did when they was challenging him to come on the show. It was all it was all promo. And then they got probably like one of their biggest view shows ever. So yeah. everything Boosie go on, he get over a million views. Mm-hmm. I'm Cause, cause All right, so who's gonna call Cat Williams? We need a Cat Williams that, interview. Bruh. We need a Cat Williams interview. I think he got more to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was watching the, um, the Willie D video, the uh, interview. That was such a hard watch. Like, I don't know who his sound people is compared to Shannon's. That was a difficult watch. Was it? Yeah, like he was like, like the smacking, like he, it was like intense, like it was crazy. So, and then he's sparking up like every fifteen seconds, like every time he answers, like he look like he's being interrogated. Wow. Oh wow. Because and Willie D don't know how to ask questions, so but that's just Willie D. Shout out to Willie D though. <laughs> shout out to Willie D. Shout out to him after you just said. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? It's constructive criticism. Pa- Pablo, this is you. You ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right? This is you right now. You ain't shit. You gotta give it. my man a whole horrible review. It's like you gave him no stars on Uber. Hey. But shout out to him though. He got me to where I needed to go, but yeah, you only get one star. Don't worry about it. So what was the interview about? The same shit Shannon talked about. Wow, Wait, nothing different. Yeah, just just Willie's was an hour and twenty minutes, and Shannon's was three hours. That's it. Wow. Oh, so it was a recap. Okay. Only, only thing he added was the um, the issue between him and Ali Sadiq. That's it. Hmm. That's it. Everything else is the same. I haven't I haven't so fully dived into the whole uh, interview thing because. First of all, my attention span isn't that fucking long to watch the full thing mm-hmm. because it's like three hours or something, and I'm like, oh, but you're gonna like it though. You're gonna like you, it. Yeah, you, you'll watch. Ke- you just good. watch Shannon get uncomfortable. That's the best yeah. part of it. He gets Shannon, real uncomfortable. He gets real uncomfortable when he says certain things. He's mentioning he knows, name. He's going down. Yeah. those are yeah. my. He's because those are his friends. So he's yeah. hearing him talk about his friends, and he, and he has to sit there and take it. when it comes to interviewing though. He went in on Shannon. The part where yeah. he says, "You, you have a uh, what's the what's the favorite thing that's being meme now?" He said, "Undying loyalty to losers." Oh, Miss yeah, Netta. Yeah. Oh. 
They keep saying Shannon Sharp look like Miss Netta. They keep saying he look like Miss Netta, and I am floored every time I see Shannon Sharp picture because I'm like, bro, y'all got to fucking chill. Yo, Shannon, we can't be the new adults. But Shannon, right now, he's he's another person who's remaking himself, and he's finding his own way, and his deals are crazy. He he need to he need to go talk to um Cam Newton. Cam need help. Does he? Yeah, he who said, Pablo? You can't get on here talking about everybody's shit. I'm on my and cat then they be coming for us. I'm on my yeah, cat I, don't care. I want Cam. Newton. I want to know who who does Cam Newton's wardrobe because I love it. Pa- <laughs> I'm Pablo Williams right now. <laughs> okay, all right. Nah, no, like I watched. Um, I watched. What, I don't know who was on there. Oh, the guy that be doing like the the food hacks, like you. Get like free meals from Chick Fil A. That dude, he be zooming into the camera when he in the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his name Jordan something. Yeah, I watched that episode and I was like, "What is this?" If I didn't know who that guy was, this would have been a horrible interview. Hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, I never watched the whole show. Yeah, nobody does. It's just clips. You got to catch the clips. Yeah, and I, I mean, the one clip that, that I did see enough? that was about, uh, that I did like from the interview with Cat Williams was um, him talking about like living every day like it's your last. Like that was one of my favorite uh, parts of that interview. I mean, because other than that, everybody just talked about all of the other dra- the drama. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, uh, I don't want to hear all that shit. I don't, I don't like nobody lying to me. I get it. it. I get it. You know, like and everybody like, this the year of airing shit out. This the year of telling the truth. I get it. But at the same time, like, mm, how do I say well, this? Who, well, whose truth is it? it His truth? That's yeah. It. Like, you know what I'm saying? And there's a way to, uh, there's a way to go about doing stuff. Like, yeah, you can air people out and all that other kind of shit because you choose to. But I think when it comes to doing that, you know, but Cat don't really care. So, there's that again. My so. mama told me <laughs> that if you calling everybody else a liar about you, <laughs> that shit true. Because everybody can't be wrong. Cat literally went on there and said everybody's lying. Like, come on now. Yeah. He had some Everybody ain't lying. He ran away when he was 12. He ran away he was 12. Only thing I got to say, for real, who has done drugs with Cat? Nobody's ever came out and said, I did drugs with Cat. That, he he ain't lying about that. Nobody's ever said. Oh, no I one ever came cat. out and said they they did drugs with Bobby Brown either. But we know Bobby Brown did drugs. People, 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 people said they got high who? with Bobby Brown. They snitched. Who, who got high with Bobby Brown? Who who said that they got high with Bobby Brown? Because I ain't never heard nobody say they got high with Bobby or Whitney. I, no, no, no. I don't think Bobby. First thing first, I don't think Bobby ever got. I think Bobby was just an alcoholic. In my opinion. See what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I think Bobby was just an alcoholic. You fight for who you want to fight for. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he was an alcoholic. That's my problem. No, Bobby Brown. No, um, Michelle, Brown. I heard it was three. You think Bobby Brown was just an alcoholic? In 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah I think he was an alcoholic. You think Bobby was just an alcoholic? With his, with his yeah. That's time? not an alcohol lip. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, don't get the puppet dog from being an alcoholic. He had the, uh, the Dennis Edwards jaw. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when I saw him, I was like, this is what vodka do to you. This is what vodka do to you. <laughs> All right. Get the fuck out of here. What kind of vodka? What kind right. of vodka is the question? Lace vodka. 
called. <laughs> but I, here go the video of. But this video said who had the better swag surf, Boosie or Taylor Swift. <laughs> so we better see. Hey, Taylor was hitting that shit though. I like Boosie. I don't even want to answer that question. Because Boozy was by himself, so it looked worse. That's all. If he had a crowd with him, it wouldn't have looked as bad. I didn't even know Boosie gave that much weight. I didn't know Boosie gave that much weight. Yeah. Boosie looked like Boosie looked like he was at the corner in the morning waiting for the short bus and was excited. <laughs> Boosie looked like he he got stuck in the mud. He was trying to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Um he let a white I feel like, Yes, he did. Yeah, because and then the way she grabbed her hand, she was in that shit. She was like, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 every note. hey. She said every note. She said every note. She, she was smart. She stayed, she's seat. smart. She stayed in her seat. That's what yeah, that's right. what it is. She would have got up. Yep, that's what different. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis definitely. helped out before he got to the stadium. Yeah. Like, baby, he's not going to embarrass me. Okay? Like, like he was having a look like he was having a dance contest with my man that be with Ricky Smiley. Wow, Chris. <laughs> yeah, big Chris. That's my guy. Oh man. Hey, Boosie said I'm gonna get it. How I, I live. I think Big Chris might get him. Wow. When you have the white folks laughing at you, you, you know you use a little off. The white folks next to Boozy was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> he was putting too much into it. He was giving way too much. Way like, too much. Like, I'm about to kill him with this. They don't know nothing about this. <laughs> Wait, look. Look at it again. Look at it. Hold on. Mama gave me pet. Oh Boosie was doing Tabo. That's what the fuck yeah. he was doing. He was hey, look, doing I know, Tabo. I know his baby was that at the house. He had that shit in the morning. I oh, yeah, you know. Jewelry was too heavy, too. Bruh. That was. He was doing jewelry. a Zuba class. <laughs> <laughs> he was on a Peloton. Not yeah, he was. was like, come on, y'all. He was, doing he was like, come on, y'all. 15 <laughs> more minutes. 15 more minutes. Let's go. I swear. I swear. <laughs> My man was punching the air. That man, he's listen, like, and that's why I said he was doing Tabo because that's the only time, you know, back in the uh, hey, wait not doing that dance, back? but that's what Tabo was punching and kicking. Billy Blank was Oh my god. Billy Blank. What? Not no, you Billy's still alive. Killing, folks. He's still alive. Yeah, Billy's still alive. 
Oh, okay. Listen. I haven't seen a commercial with him in years. Yeah. My man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was wild. He looked like Trey on Boys in the Hood. No, he's, he's still alive. Oh, my God. He's still alive. He's 68 years old. God damn. Is he? Damn. Mm-hmm. Billy Blanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yo, he just it just made me look at my age. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then black folks always killing off somebody. I didn't kill off oh, nobody. I asked, was he still alive? Yeah, you know, you know I'm good for right. that, Bill. Yeah, you know I'm good for that. I'll kill somebody. I try not to kill people off real quick because, What's you know, sometimes they'd be like, I try to search it a little bit before I ask that question. I just want to know what's he still alive. I don't know. Is Richard, Richard Simmons still alive? Let's see. Yeah, he old as fuck. He thin as oh. hell right here, though. Richard, Richard yeah. Simmons is still alive? Yeah. Yep, he's 75. Yeah. Good Lord. Still got the booty shorts and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not Richard out here. Yeah, he's still hitting him with the... Uh-huh. He's... Who the hell is her Wait a minute, who, who came in that order? It was Richard Simmons, then Billy Blanks, and who came after Sean T, right? Yeah, Sean T still alive. No, no, I know that. Yeah, Sean T, yeah. Did I just see her? I just saw her on TV, I thought. Yeah, so Sean T's the new Billy Blanks. Who is Herm Edwards syndrome? Herm Edwards. If he's talking about coach, if he's talking about coach, I just saw him on TV. Who's coach? Herm. The white man? Nah, he's still Yeah, alive. he's 69 years old. He's still here. 69. 69. <laughs> That's a good age. You know what I'm yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, coach still around. He probably got one foot in the grave, one on the banana peel. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, he, he's he, talking he, about people killing people off. Good lord. Uh, Herm be cussing people out. Herm like, I didn't kill nobody. That's just his niggas. Herm be like, your defense ain't shit. Like, Herm be going off on him. Even though he was the coach of the Jets, he can't complain. Was that the only one saw that? Was that, was that the only one saw Leo Rochelle just got there and lift her motherfucker? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I had to move it up because it was sliding. Check, check her alternator real quick. <laughs> I had to yeah. slide it back down. He's coaching the Jets. Over there talking about other people's defense. Oh, okay. Oh, he black. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, well. <laughs> okay. Massive, massive crep in there That's all I'm saying. Massive, massive crep in the in the house a little bit. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, let me hop into the F word for the day. You know, hey. while we waiting on our guests to hop on, I ain't did an F word in a minute, child. So we gotta do this. See, F-word. look at you showing up. Hey, we gotta do this that's that's word. Word. I got a question. Why nobody wanna show you love, black girl? They throw you shade, they want your light to shine, but you're calling it to be strong. If you're falling, I'm here to hold you up. Black girl, this mountain I'll help you climb. I'll be watching your back. Hey, 
what's good, people? I know F word you about to say. Them pictures. Them pictures. <laughs> Fabulous and fine in them, ain't it? <laughs> is another uh, word you are using. Only fans. Like, okay, sucking Anywho. the pearls. Okay, so. yeah, you know I mean, okay, thick ass. Yeah, with the lollipop. And shit. Not thickest. Oh my bad, you're fluffy. Okay, fluffy. Fluffy, not thick. I ain't going to Jamaica here no more, dog. That thing caught me so off. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, he got paper bag. They definitely paper bag, Coach Arm. <laughs> Anywho, for the F word for tonight, y'all. So we are like three weeks into the new year. Two weeks. Is it two or three? This is the third week. This is the third week. Forgot January has five weeks. So we are the in the third week of the year, y'all. And a lot of us have created resolutions and all these plans and goals for the new year. So <laughs> I got a word from Sis Easter Ray for y'all that's out here trying to do y'all thing, trying to get y'all life together. I got a word from our good Sis Issa Ray. In 2024, next year, I'm about to be so much better. That text responded to, that email answered, that project finished, that other project started, that book read, that nigga dealt with, that problem, not mine. Cheers to a much better 2024. Is she Hello, Listen, because as we going into this year and as you continue to go further into this year, whatever you got to do to create your own peace, create your boundaries and all of that good shit, do it. Um, stop making excuses. Stop. Stop with the bullshit. Stop lying to yourself. Stop being on fuck shit. Like you cannot have peace if you're not bring being your own peace. Mm. You can't move forward in life and the shit that you want to do if every time you want to do something you're making an excuse for it. So make a plan, and plan ain't a plan. It's only in your head. Break that shit down. Put some dates on it. And that's the one thing that I had to learn to do was put dates on it because I would continuously say, oh, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. And then it's a year later and I hadn't even started on some of the projects that I wanted to start on. So my mentor or get some people around you that going to hold you accountable to the shit that you say that you want for your life, for your business, for your brand for your health, all of that. Have some people around you who gonna hold you accountable. And then make sure you share the dates for those things. Share the dates for your um uh, for your goals. With people you trust, not with nobody that's gonna be like, oh well, I don't think you can get this done or I don't think this is uh feasible or anything like that. Not none of that kind of shit. Find you some people that you trust who gonna hold you accountable, who gonna help you to reach them goals and help you to stick to them, okay? Um, and then at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and if you know you're gonna be able to handle all of your shit, make sure you are affirming yourself in those decisions and with those goals. And I got I got a little something from Uncle James Brown to help you affirm yourself. All right, here we go. Because I look good, I smell good, I feel good. 
And you sing good. And make love good. Oh. Well, there we are. We don't have to ask anybody else. We got that from the source. <laughs> there, there you are. Talk about doing cocaine, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that booger sugar. <laughs> Listen, affirm yourself in whatever way you need to in order to feel your best, all right? So make sure, make sure he was. Can I, can I take sure that James Brown intro going forward? Into going yourself. Forward? I'm going to take it going forward. Yeah, right? you want me to send it to you? Yeah, please. Though. I'm gonna take it. No, I'm gonna take it going forward because you know, mouth be killing. I can't go let, going forward. I can't do introduction after mouth ever again because that was just crazy. <laughs> no. Okay. So, we we'll take James Brown intro going forward. Right, I cool. feel good. I feel I like Leo is talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you gotta affirm yourself in whatever way you can and whatever way feels good for you to get through it and get to it, okay? So that's the F word for the day, y'all. Make sure that you are taking care of yourself. You setting them goals because this year, it could really be your year, but you have to determine that for yourself. You can't sit up here and say it's going to be your year and every chance that you get to make it or start making it towards this being your year, you want some fuck shit. So Mm -hmm. the lesson for the day is cut the fuck shit. Okay. Okay. And that's from your girl Leah Rochelle. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. What you gonna say? Look in the mirror. Say, I am smart. I am kind. I am beautiful. I am everything. And you is okay. Um. So yeah, make sure y'all out here conquering them goals and knocking them back. Cause y'all deserve. And I make love good too. I make yeah. That, stop, stop, stop. That's, <laughs> that's that's from the stop, stop. I make whooping. I make whooping good. <laughs> With my wee wee. <laughs> what? With my wee wee. Oh no. That's gonna be my new intro. My new intro outro. One of them. You figure something out, honey, and, and we gonna make it work for you, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for the support. <laughs> Thanks for the support. I felt the encouragement. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna make sure I don't bring you on after mouth. Pause. <laughs> what are we doing? That was a pause. Hey. Everything. Y'all be pausing. Everything. Well, you set it off with that intro. Okay. First thing first, did you hear how that came out out in the intro? We didn't know what was going on. Okay. I'm not gonna make you, I'm not gonna bring you in after what? Wait. I said I'm not going to bring you on after mouth. That's two different things than in. See, that's how y'all know that y'all ears don't be working. Somebody said big pause. I said, I'm not going to bring you on after mouth. The, y'all the, heard in. The comment said it. The that's comment on said y'all. Big <laughs> the comment said big pause. That's all. See, anything after mouth is wild. Exactly. <laughs> and that's because y'all are perverts. And y'all choose to be, y'all choose to pause every goddamn thing. Everything don't need to be paused. Yeah, stop it. We jumping Leo right now. Stop. You know. Stop. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I ain't worried about it. I ain't, I ain't worried 
Uh, we already know you gangster. Stop it. I ain't no gangster, but don't push me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> See? That's out. That's See? I'm sure. And it's just because his name. <laughs> it's just because of the name. It's because of the name. But listen, uh, thank you to everybody that's over there on Instagram, tuned in, comment, and all of that good stuff. Hey, y'all. Hey. What's going um, on? Somebody asked, what's the F word? The F word is my Alicia. segment. That's what the F word is. <laughs> no. Now. You said after mouth. Well, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> now, hold on. I ain't going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be respectful because this ain't after dog. But, uh, Especially what? heinous. You watch yourself, Pablo. <laughs> she, said, she said, watch yourself, Pablo. Um, See, the F word after mouth is hilarious. That, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's the comment. That's I'm reading the comment. That's not even me. Whatever. What up, Stretch? What up, what up, what up, what up? What up, Mouth? What up, Pablo? Yeah, what, what what's up, going though? on? What's going on? Damn, what happened? <laughs> he in and out. He in and out. I don't know. He was in and out. Man closing. <laughs> Thank you for stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it a connection issue? Can y'all see me? Hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can see you. Okay, okay, cool, cool. What's up? What's up with it? Hey man, what's up with you? What's going Nothing on? What, what do they do? This is Stretch. He won our brand ambassadors. He was just hopping out here. Uh trying to trying to uh get into his groove of podcasting as well. So he on here for a hot second with us. Okay. Um, he got a lot of titles. A lot of titles. I I, I should have the dot 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 because you know yeah, there's more, like, but you know, I ain't gonna do yeah. all that. Yeah, when you meet a doctor, a lawyer, and they all want to break it down what they do. Like, yeah, you do a lot, you do a lot, you do a lot. So, question, fellas, this is is me and all of y'all. I don't like the way that sounded, but okay. Um, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen. I ain't say nothing. I I'm I'm oh yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we, we see we yeah we mm, we're waiting. Go ahead, um so my question is for somebody who's trying to learn football or basketball, like what would y'all recommend for them to be able to get into watching sports more, especially like a woman? Because I want to learn about football and basketball, but I just don't watch it because I don't know what the hell going on. And don't nobody want to explain it to me. So y'all tell me what would be the best course of action to like actually learn. Go Who's to about? a what high school game. Find somebody with patience. Go to a high school game. It's yeah, cheap. I, was, I was about to say, find somebody that really kind of like knows the ropes that can teach you like, you know what I'm saying, the logistics of, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, football or basketball, what position is playing so you could be more, you know what I'm saying, and in tune with what's going on in the game. But also, you know, I think there's some tools that they have, you know, YouTube got everything out now. So just learning just like the basics of football and basketball, go to a live game. 
um, you know, that it's always something that you can do and um, go with somebody that's familiarized with the plays and, you know, know what they're talking about. So, or you can um, join the dude trying to get the quarterback and cheese too. What? <laughs> <laughs> that that is smart, though, Mal. That is smart, though. That is smart, though. Holler at him, you know what I'm saying? Be like, boo, I want to learn football. You know, take me to the game. Let's go somewhere. Let's sit and watch the game and, you know, teach me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Then, or you like, then we'd be like, that's a touchdown. And then you'd be like, oh, that's a touchdown. You touching me? Like, oh, that's a touchdown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you don't get the cheese violated, they have female crazy. groups. Crazy. Crazy. They got female groups on Facebook you can join too, and they can show you how to. Mal, why do you always take shit left field? That is hilarious. Like, bro, what? I'm just saying. I didn't see that one coming. He was like, that's a touchdown? I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, you know what? Yeah. Listen, you have to pay attention to Mal because it'll sound like he on the right path. He wasn't yeah. on the right path until he yeah. said touchdown. Listen, yeah, that's what Mouth. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mouth will be right. He will be on the right path. And next thing you know, it'll... it'll yeah, he, he'll hit you with a double entendre that will fuck it all up. <laughs> Real quick. And you'll be like, I was like Wait, that, that is a dope date. Imagine a girl walk up to you and be like, yo, let, let's go to a football. You'll be like, oh, that's a nice date. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And then next, you know, that's a touchdown. And you'll be like, oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now nah, booty in the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh wait. I mean, I don't see like nobody making that a complaint. Like that's your, or, or that's your team. We want to like celebrate. That. How are we gonna celebrate? Oh, we want to celebrate <laughs> right now. Lord, anywho, let's uh, watch football. Every first down, you take something off, baby. <laughs> what is that? A and first I don't down? even know what oh, a yes, first down is. Yes, it is. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we have our guest on here. She uh -oh. is behind the scenes. Uh -oh, so right now. Clean it up. Clean it up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not y'all clear y'all thoughts. Yeah, you know how I get real serious and stuff. You know what it is, ladies. Ladies, ladies. Hey, ladies. Hey, you know, we're here. I can't take y'all seriously at all. Volumes 45. Leo, see what Sinrom said? No, I don't. Mouth on the right path. Uh, hey, yo. <laughs> it's so funny how he, how he keeps missing certain words in these sentences, but I digress. Anywho, we get, we get the one, the only, Leslie Johnson, okay? And if y'all don't know about Leslie, she is the seventh leading scorer in IHSAA girls basketball history, okay? Balling, Point, 2,045 career points and 1,282 rebounds. Listen. Just okay. like that. Just like that. Just like that. Okay. Listen. And she out here doing her thing with her newly found organization called Hush No More. 
I ain't gonna tell y'all no more. Oh, she is also in the Indiana Hall of Fame. Okay. okay. Oh, Hall of Fame. I'm gonna tell y'all, sis out here doing her thing. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> she's gonna come and Why talk to us. What? <laughs> she's gonna come and talk to us about the life as a WNBA player, but also what that looks like after the fact as a professional athlete. And then, not only about that, but then she's going to tap into what her organization, Hush No More, looks like. And we're going to learn some stuff. We're going to learn. She's going to learn us tonight. Learns us. All of the things. So, without further ado, without further Mm -hmm. ado, I introduce you all to none other than Miss Leslie Johnson. You guys are so Friday. What an introduction. What a beautiful introduction. You know, I was hey, if I had a manager at that time when I was in the WNBA who fought for me like you just intro me, I probably would have been in the league a lot longer. <laughs> Appreciate it. Right, right. <laughs> Listen, no, for sure. anytime you need me to introduce you, I got you. This, this, Let's go. Let's go. Send me a text. I got you. We do by making you the right way. Okay. It's all Let's good. Go. I love all it. The Thank you. All the best. Well, thank you for joining us, coming out here and talking about your journey and all of that good stuff with us tonight. Yes. Yes. You know, I know I introduced you, but I'm going to introduce you to the people. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Uh, Again, my name is Leslie Johnson. Uh, Some people say the most critical fact you may have left out is that they used to call me Baby Barkley, right? They called me the female Charles Barkley when I played because I was known for just wearing people out in the post, to be honest. I'm not very tall. Uh, matter of fact, I'm a little bit, uh, some would say, on the short side to play the post position. Um, but I've always had heart and I always uh, played with a lot of faith and a lot of courage. And it got me through a lot of things. Um, but, yes, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, and I went to play. Yes, from Fort Wayne. And uh, at, at the time when I was coming out of high school, I was actually ranked the number one center in the country out of high school. Um, I had opportunities to play pretty much anywhere uh, throughout the country, wherever I wanted to go. But I chose Purdue University, and uh, it was a great move. <laughs> Boiler up, right? And uh, as a freshman, I led Purdue to their first ever women's Final Four in 1994. And as a freshman, I was an All-American. I was National Freshman of the Year. First team all Big Ten. And I'm setting you guys up because we're going to get into what my company is and what it's all about and how did I get here. But I had this outstanding freshman year. Uh, again, I led Purdue to the final four. First freshman ever in Big Ten history, men or women. Magic Johnson at Michigan State did do this. Um, but I became the first. I became the first freshman in Big Ten history to be first team all Big Ten in 1994. Hey. So <laughs> I had a great career. I jumped off very quickly in college. And then we're going to get into some things. But, you know, I really want to introduce your audience pretty early um, to my history. 
Uh, we turn on the television these days and uh, we see where Simone Biles, uh, you know, she, for mental health reasons, uh, she said she just could no longer compete in the Olympics. Um, we're seeing this happen a lot where players are now taking time off for mental, mental health. Um, but I like to rewind us back to 1995 um, when after such a great freshman year at Purdue, it was this freshman who everybody talked to me about how to be successful and achieve so many things early. Um, but what I was not really taught was how to handle success. And so I, it, it, the, my company means a lot to me because in 1995, I was 19 years old and uh, I went from everybody's golden child in the West Lafayette area and people who follow women's basketball to my second year that summer, uh, I really just didn't know how to handle it all. And so I had a lackadaisical summer. I didn't work as hard as I should have, but still I just mentally was not prepared to jump back in the fray, get all that with all the media attention. And in my South, that summer, my sophomore year, like I said, I gained a tremendous a lot of weight. And then my sophomore year, my season tanked and i found myself that january of my sophomore season that i decided to do something that was pretty unprecedented at that time i bowed out at purdue university for personal reasons and i did not want to talk about it but i knew that i was going through what we talk we speak out loud about these days and it's called depression and um I did not know really what that was. Um, and at that time, um, so many people, uh, it was very taboo. Um, I got a lot of negative press, a lot of negative coverage um, where people said, where is Johnson? She should be out there. Personal reasons can't be that bad. Get back out there. Um, but it quickly spiraled uh, my sophomore year after I decided to bow out for the, from the team halfway through the sophomore year season. And that's when things really tanked for me. And I would say about two months after I decided not to play for Purdue any longer, um, my best friend, my roommate, she found me unconscious in my room and I had attempted suicide at the age of 19. And so, that's kind of my untold story that I don't get, uh, I don't share a lot, but once I decided to come clean about my mental health struggles to help others, other athletes hope, I knew I could no longer hide that fact that uh, I attempted suicide at the age of 19. And only by the grace of God, my roommate, who uh, also played for Purdue at that time, who had been gone all day, she just so happened to come in and see me um, unconscious and surrounded by pills. And and uh, she was able to basically make me vomit it up. She saved my life. To this day, she's my best friend. Um, but at the age of 19, um, it's still a very dark thought for me when I look back how just a year before I was at the in the women's final four, just a year before I was first team All-American. And how could someone at 19 the following year try to take their life? And so um, 
there's a lot more things that happened from that point because that was a secret. I did not share that anywhere with anyone and I kept bottled a lot of pain. And so I tried to let it go. I transferred to Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky was great for my mental health at that time. And I was able to lose the weight that I had gained. I was just this comeback kid. Um, by the way, for your audience, when I played at Purdue my freshman year, I played at like 230 pounds. I was always a big girl. Um, but once I tanked in that sophomore year, by the time I made it to Western Kentucky, uh, I weighed 310 pounds at arrival. And so this was part of that tank from the original depression. Um, it's a story few know um, because at that time, the NCAA allowed us to sit out a year. And so in the year that I sat out when I transferred, uh, the people, the people in uh, Bowling Green, they knew a little bit, but they just got me to walk in. I couldn't run with my team. I was too overweight to play ball. Um, um, I could not physically keep up with my team and there I was, I had basically lost it all. And, uh, they put me on a wonderful regimen to help me get myself back together mentally and physically. Um, to fast forward all of that, let's get to my final, my senior year where, uh, you know, <laughs> I love the Lord. You know, and I love the Lord for a good reason, because he kept me through a lot of things, um, through things when um, not just I couldn't talk about, but the nation was not freely talking about mental wellness in the 90s. And there I was in some hard days and some hard times, but God saw me through. Uh, I was able to recover everything that I lost. Uh, my senior year at West Kentucky, I was all American again. I lost over 130 pounds uh, from my original arrival at Western Kentucky. Um, but my senior year, um, for reasons we can get into if you guys like, but 1998, a little history, it was only the second year of the WNBA. And at that time, it was eight teams. <laughs> and everybody that was somebody who was great and fabulous and who had played in the Olympics was trying to go home and play in this wonderful league they call the WNBA. And so in 1998, I had a hard journey to even try to kick open the doors to play in the WNBA. Uh, I did not get drafted. And I set you up to say that... Uh, but when I didn't get drafted, it was different. It was different because of everything I had gone through as a freshman. Uh, when things didn't go well, how I tanked, I said, oh, not this time, not this time. So I didn't get drafted. And I was very uh, disappointed by that. But the very next day I got up and like, you know, hearing the Rocky music in my ear and was just like, I'm not going back. I'm not gaining weight this time. Uh, I'm, I'm not doing all those crazy things. I'm not about to kill myself. I'm not going into depression. And so I kept working out and literally, uh, I, what I happen to be a little biased about, but I think it's one of the best stories ever where I was in Bowling Green. I heard uh, half of the WNBA season was already played and, um, I had packed up. It was my last day in my apartment in Bowling Green. 
and uh, I was heading home. And I was just like, I'm going to go overseas and I'll be good with that. I always wanted to play pro overseas anyway. And when I pulled up in my driveway, I noticed my parents were running out after me. I didn't understand what the excitement was all about <laughs> because again, I didn't, I wasn't playing in the WBA. I literally, the day before I drove home, I was playing at the local YMCA of Bowling Green. And when I drove home, my father ran out after me and he said, Leslie, have you heard? I said, no. My mother said, we've been trying to reach you. You haven't heard. I said, heard what? I don't know what's going on. And my father said, Leslie, you did it. You're going to play for the WNBA, Washington Mystics. Get this. Tomorrow, you fly out. You'll be playing in L.A. at the Staples Center against the L.A. Sparks. Wow. Wow. And, and I always I have to repeat that. The day before yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, at the yeah. local YMCA. Right. <laughs> right. I did not give up. I kept going. I kept the faith. The following day I was on a flight playing for the Washington Mystics in the WNBA against the LA Sparks. And so I, I gladly share that story. I gladly share that story because that is my point, right? That's my purpose. Because look what happens when we don't quit. What would have happened if I would have gave up? All of these dreams would have never been realized, but I kept the faith. I found a way to keep on fighting. And now I'm serving to help others who struggle after sports and not just those who struggle from sports. Um, but again, um, people frown down, at least their past history, people have frowned down so heavily on depression and you know, black culture. And I like for you guys to expand even on that. Um, black culture where you know we just don't talk about it much. And so um, here I am. I'm here to talk about it. Wow. And here you Amazing. are. Listen, Amazing. first of all, that's a beautiful story um, because so many of us don't have the opportunity to tell our story. So many of us yes. don't, uh, not even don't have the opportunity. A lot of people aren't willing to tell their story because they still look at it as um, a place of hurt, guilt, and shame when it's time to tell your story about your journey through um, your mental health, your mental health journey. And mm -hmm. so I know for a couple of us on here, like mm -hmm. I know for myself, I deal with depression and anxiety. Um, and I talk about my, my journey with therapy all the time because it really has helped me to become a different person. Mm -hmm. So I want to say first and foremost, thank you for stepping into that and um, becoming a voice for athletes. Because a lot of times people don't know what athletes deal with, whether they're like actively playing or after or whatever. We never know um, a lot of those stories. So, and especially as a black woman. So I'm really yeah. grateful for you to share your story in that regard because um, playing ball and then moving from playing ball and now you have an amazing organization, but also in the midst of all of that, there's a story of somebody who, had to overcome a lot in order to be the person that they are today. So I want to say thank you on behalf of black women um, for <laughs> telling you. your story. 
for telling you. your story, for stepping into that and actually honoring yourself um, yes. because that is an honor of yourself because you you decided to not hold on to the guilt and shame and let that be the end of your story. So I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that your roommate found you. And I'm grateful that you've been able to, to make some strides and really change the narrative on this thing. Um, fellas, any of y'all got any questions or any comments as of right now? That was, that was such an amazing story for me because I, um, I deal with a lot of athletes. So I know some of the stories. I know some of the ups and downs on the human side, which comes from, <laughs> from that side where a lot of people don't understand that. You know, like you say, when you was on top of your game, you was the number one commodity and everybody loved you, everybody. But on the inside, you were hurting and people people didn't see that side. You know what I'm saying? And, and nobody knew how to reach out Absolutely. and help you. But it's, it's such an amazing story because now you've released it and been able to help so many of these young girls <laughs> that's going through it now. And, and, and a lot of, and I always tell people like, even like with the crack epidemic and all these family issues going on, like the, the problems are 10 times worse for kids now because everything is so microwavable. Everything is so right now. They don't understand that you have to fight through the struggle and keep going because they want everything to be right now. And then, you know, it's, it's just so much, but you add so much to it, man. I know it's so many young ladies that you're going to be able to help. Young men as well that can be able to understand that, you know, believe it, believe yes, in it, God it, and it. believe in yourself. Yeah. And the men that you work with, um, because what I try to do is connect the dots from professional athletes to the parents, because we all most of us have kids who uh, if they're not in Little League, they're in AAUs and basketball It is T-ball. Yeah. And then what happens is, yeah, and then what happens is, you know, they've been dreaming since they were like five years old to at first, you know, go play for Kentucky or go play for Miami, get a D1 offer. And then, yeah. and I tell parents, it's not just us. Look right. at, you, watch your children right. because there is a trauma that unfolds when you have been playing a sport since you were five and six years old and you realize your dream is not going to happen that you're not you may not get a d1 offer and those that did get a d1 they may not play pro ball and there's always the next step that there's going to be uh disappointments i think i think if i must add your story just of um is amazing by the way and just vulnerability to tell your story about your mental health issues to be able to be at the present now and standing your truth so I commend you. I also give you your flowers while you're here because of the work that you've done to get to where you are. You see what I'm saying? So the, you've made history, you've broke records and set trends, but the process along that was not, of course, easy. So I think it sheds a light on, uh, you know, just for athletes and just people all in general to to be mindful of and, and just check on your friends, check on people and just to really be sensitive as what people are going through. You know, whether it's home life, whether it's just, you know, like I said, depression can hit you in so many different ways. And so I'm sure that we can agree. We all know someone that, pay, you know, faces depression. So, you know, just for you to be in a position now, hush no more. I mean, just, you know, WNBA, you know, star. It's just it's just an amazing story and an amazing testament. So you should be proud. So kudos to you. So thank appreciate you. That thank testimony. you. One thing I uh, always mention is I'm certainly not the only uh, I'm not the only WNBA player, I'm sure, <laughs> because I have friends and we talk who experience <laughs> depression um, or fit, uh, struggle to cope. 
um, you, you, you hear all this loose language, you know, because people don't want to say the depression word. Um, but I am one of few that one is willing to share and tell it. Um, and I'm certainly in a, a league by myself that I am the a former WNBA player that owns my own company that tackles mental wellness. And so uh, it's all about the fall from grace setting, uh, that we have to be willing to set healthy boundaries uh, as yeah. parents and as a community. We have to talk to our kids um, uh, as players. Coaches need to be up front. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you put that mental, mental wellness, mental wellness, just giving the support because I think it's so needed because we see where the world is right now. And, I, and that's why I say your voice is, you know, so necessary in this time, because, you know, we have a lot of athletes that are dealing with that right now and, you know, need that type of, you know, encouragement or resource to be able to focus on mental wellness instead of being judged by the mental issue. Because like you said, you stated, you know, a lot of people have a problem, especially black people with depression word, like we can't be <laughs> depressed, you know? And so um, it's just an amazing yeah, thing. No. And, I, and I just commend you and, you know, all the other coaches around the world that are working with children. I know specifically, you know, my dad, shout out to coach Cliff. Um, he's been working with, you know, kids for a long time in AAU. So it's, I think it's a good thing for him to be able to watch this show to glean from that as well. So I think not only players, but coaches and, you know, affiliates for people to be more sensitive on the mental wellness topic. So kudos to you. Thank you. And, you know, another uh -huh. perspective, if you think about it, we remember where, where was Kobe the next day <laughs> after he retired with the, with the greatest, one of the greatest outgoing performance in the history of sports. They found them back in the gym. Why? Why, Kobe? <laughs> because it's hard to let go. It's hard yeah. to let go. And uh, to all the men and all the young boys that are out here, um, one thing you really see from their side is, you know, in sports, you know, from high school, you know, there's so much adoration in sports where, you know, you're the, you're the stud on the team. And uh, once uh, your your career is finished, you start seeing our young men struggle to cope. But I'm going to tell you where you see it. You may you're not going to see it in them saying I feel depressed. A lot of times you'll see it where you know there is a you know sometimes it's a lot of you know they get adoration from other from women all over the country, and so they accept that type of adoration, and then they end up you know with a lot of outside kids and and um you know financial struggle and and then once your money is gone then depression enters again so we've seen that side of it and from the nba uh where there's financial struggles uh financial struggle and a lot of calamity um so one of our uh viewers had a question he said he wants to know how difficult it was during the transfer uh transfer period because that can be very traumatic for college athletes especially having success and then realizing that it's not working out at this particular school? Uh, during the transfer period, uh, it's, it's very difficult because you, you, even though you say you're out, I don't like it at the school I'm at, you're going to a place that there's no guarantees, you know, the situation could get worse. Um, <laughs> and you see this a lot happening from the NCAA transfer portal these days where these players are just jumping in the portal because they don't like something their coach said. And then they go to another university and they really sit. So 
Um, when you, anytime you transfer, there's a level of risk. And so that with that comes a level of worry. And so I definitely went through that worry. Um, and then um, you, you fear that people are going to, you know, talk about you even worse because they like, you know, you transfer, you thought it was us and you went there and you, you're, you know, you're struggling worse there than here. So, you know, it's kind of a little ego in there too, that you want to make sure you're more successful or you'll feel silly that you left in the first place. So there's a lot of emotional things that weigh on you. Um, but I will say the positive side is once you uh, decide to relocate, um, oftentimes because they know how it could be portrayed, you do see athletes that work probably even a little bit harder so that they don't have to face that type of music. Yeah. And I oh. think I think it comes from the recruitment process, the, the people that you're around, that you have honest people. like. Not always saying that, or oh, you're the greatest, or you're the best, but telling you you need to work to be great or be Thank you. trash. The jumper ain't there. The jumper ain't <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Thank right. You. right now, you're like, right yeah. now, now you're not gonna make it to the league. But if you work right. hard, it's a possibility. Your left hand is weak. Okay. You, you, you need to. Yo, the jumper ain't jumping. And when I said realistic expectations, you nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't nobody on social media look at somebody's picture and say, you you look fucked up today. Don't nobody (laughs) say it's all right. (laughs) I mean, and I think that's why people keep saying on social media, we need a dislike button because (laughs) (laughs) uh, to level some of these people out, to level some people out. But Um, uh, what's the person name? Um, Roy DuPont on Instagram wants to know what about success did you find difficult adjusting to? Well, I, I, I'm going to assume he's referring to uh, that transfer when I well from my freshman year to my sophomore year. What made that difficult? Uh, again, uh, I went from a small city. Uh, well you know, medium size, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And, you know, everybody knows each other and it was all love and community and praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody goes to church, you know, and then it's great freshman year and everybody, and, and then my sophomore year, like I said, um, in that struggle where I didn't, I came back out of shape and I went from averaging 19 points a game to 10 points a game. And all of a sudden the headlines went from how awesome I was to, uh, that, you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't perform well and feeling like I was a disappointment when, um, to go back over his question, when he asked about what about the success, I was not really ready for the national media attention that I received. Um, I just wanted to be 19 in college, having fun. And, uh, with that success came media came uh everywhere i would go in west lafayette i would be asked to sign autographs people knew me and i did not know how to handle that yeah i can see that so how did you Um, because you because you're expecting to be a, a certain you're expecting you're not expecting to have all this attention and now you have it so everywhere you're going people are seeing you people knowing you people asking you for your autograph that's a lot to adjust to from just yeah. being yourself with your people at church. <laughs> so now everybody. Well, you feel bad you because you're 19. 
And yeah, you yeah. know, you're probably underage, you know, probably was underage was drinking. Underage. And you want to drink like all the other college kids drink. <laughs> but everywhere you go, people say, yeah, aren't you supposed to be? <laughs> so, you know, right, right. you know that you don't rise to everybody's expectation because you just want to be young and free. Yeah. And so uh, when you get that pressure of people frowning down or seeing you being a party animal, uh, you know you're disappointing people and you don't always take that well. So how was the adjustment period for you, like going from one place to the other and like seeing success in, at different points of your career? How was the adjustment period for you? How did that help with your mental? I think there are certainly different levels and different periods of time that uh, that may uh change or balance out at times because uh what we haven't gotten into is the fact that once i played in the WNBA, i ended up playing professional basketball uh pretty much all over the world i got an opportunity to play in israel i played in turkey i played in spain i played in portugal um south korea um and so with that said uh, a whole lot of growing up uh occurred um, when you were in another country and most of those countries don't speak English and, uh, you know, food difference, you're away from your family, you're not pampered like the universities and teams do. And so uh, I had a lot of growing up. And so I did grow up and, uh, you know, to visit uh, and play uh, in Jerusalem <laughs> and, you know, be in my car and I see Nazareth, <laughs> Bethlehem. Uh, in Greece, you know, seeing the pyramids. I mean, the the list uh, the the list goes on and on. Um, all the good things that basketball brought, right? And so, uh, you can't really just say, "Oh, it was hard," and then it was great, mm -hmm. or you know, there was all this success, and then things just it, it, it along the way there was always ups and downs but it was always things even when times got hard that would keep me and uh it was always surreal to be in these strange places uh walking the bible living in the bible story in some 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 parts and so um you realize very quickly that uh no matter what low self-esteem you could have for yourself um that God must have a plan for you because this is a special, special position that uh, he's allowed for me to be in. How was the culture shock, especially in Jerusalem? Like, how did they erase you over there? Yeah, well, you know, I played in Tel Aviv, uh, but, you know, we would travel and play against teams in Jerusalem. Um, we may have a game on a Wednesday Euro league that I'm in Spain or Italy. Um, but those days were the good days, you know, they treated me very well, um, for the most part. Um, and, you know, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, but I will say this, <laughs> and that's kind of like the second part of my life. Uh, when I was overseas, <laughs> get this. You know, I learned to drink alone. <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying to cope. So I was having a good time in isolation by myself. Right. And uh, right. I love to drink. 
You know, I had a very hard time coming because I, before I knew it, uh, once I got done playing ball, I really became, uh, I was a raging alcoholic, to tell you the truth. And so, <laughs> again, I wish I could say that everything was like, okay, you made it to the WBA. That's it. In the story. But uh, that wasn't the case. You know, I went overseas and I had all that wonderful happiness and then you know but i was lonely and then i was i was angry that i'd only played in the WNBA for one season and i thought i should play longer like all athletes feel that they should be playing longer and um so it was difficult to deal with that and so i did find myself in really difficult positions um when i got back i did flip my car um dui uh, not a probably one of the worst moments of my life. Um, and from that accident, uh, I literally walked out with a scratch. And once again, it was just like, well, <laughs> he saved me again. You know, right. <laughs> there must be a plan for me. Right. Uh, but I have. I, you know, I, I, I'm I'm totally for others if they, you know, alcohol and they drink and they have a good time. Matter of fact, I serve it when people, my friends come over. But, you know, it's been 11 years for me that I have decided to stop drinking alcohol um, because I did not know my limit. And so, you know, I gave it up. I live a life of sobriety um, because I feel like I have to think clearly if I'm going to bring this message. Um, do you still watch? What was that? Do you still watch the games? I do watch the games. I don't watch it as often as I should. Um, I will say this because I know, uh, you know, I'm I'm a the, one of the original power forwards, right? <laughs> and so, you know, you look at the NBA itself. I right. mean, we grew up watching Barkley, and right. we watch right. Elijah. Come on, y'all right. need a helping hand right now. Like they have <laughs> eliminated <laughs> post play. Yes, <laughs> Robinson, David Robinson. You know, those were the six, six, six. Uh, six on, yeah, yeah. I mean, would Shaq even get in for Golden State <laughs> these days? You know, <laughs> right, right. right. Let's, let's be honest. So. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a little bittersweet for me because, of course, I cheer on the women. I cheer on the men. I I, I still love the game. I root for anybody's uh, happiness and success. Uh, but I will be honest to say I'm disappointed that they pretty much eradicated post-play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I had this question about I had this question about it. Um, so from my understanding that it's mostly mental, mental and ego that the female athletes wants to play in the WNBA just to say that they're playing with the best athletes in the game. But you guys are more lucrative and financially supported overseas. Is that true? Yes, that's, that's a fact. That's always been the case. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been the case for over 25 years <laughs> and going. That you know, women we make more money overseas than we make in the WNBA. Now it is tricky because we want to make sure our young female viewers who have hoop dreams and want to make it to the WNBA understand it. That if you make it to the WNBA um, and you get a contract overseas, your 
salary overseas is going to be pretty lucrative. As opposed to if you don't make it into the WNBA, you may still get a contract to play overseas. It certainly won't be as lucrative. So the goal will always still be to play in the WNBA because that's going to set the tone uh, to how much money you make. Okay, that's the value to But now with NIL yes. into the whole... People making like they're making money straight out of college now. Man, the NIL, that NIL man, the NIL agreements has been it just depends on how you look at it. You know, it some people say what a wonderful thing. Some people say it's a curse. You know, I've heard both sides to this. I personally uh I'm always gonna be for the success of the individual. Um, but you're exactly right. You look at players who are playing in college and there are some of these women um, like Caitlin Clark's got a tough decision to make, you know, uh, when they're making, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not, you know, uh, close to a million or more. I mean, every day her stock is going up and, you know, she's not going to make that in the WBA. And no. so <laughs> it, it becomes tricky. Do you do you come out? Or do you stay and continue to get those endorsements and make the money in, in college ball? So, you know, those kind of decisions will, will get made between them and their people. So so in connection think, with the organization. Right. Well, what would what, you say? Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. What'd you say? No, I was saying that I think it will add more to the college game because they are staying longer. Because why would I leave? and go play somewhere when I'm already making two million a year and I can still be in college, you know. That's I love that. Good money. That's yeah. what the women I love that's that the assessment. That's the upside to it. Um and you but again, you know, is, you're talking about but you're talking about elite you're talking about elite players that make right. that's that kind of money. Then the yeah, you got those players that sit on the end of the bench that's still struggling to try to figure out where they're gonna eat at and they still eat the And the bad side, and the bad side also affects what you do, because the bad side is you have players that are now staying for five years. Then we even had players with the COVID year stay six years, and then you got the portal, and you got NIL agreements that are motivating them to stay. And so you look at high school players, and you wonder why more college offers aren't happening. Yeah. When they can just reach in the portal or there's so many college players that continue to stay at the university, mm -hmm. the window for high school players are, are is just getting smaller and smaller. And I think that um, um, that's kind of I think that's kind of tragic in some ways. Yeah, the, um, the Washington football team that just played in the bowl game, they had six, six year seniors there they, because of the portal and, you know, and the red shirt and all that. Yeah, like. Wow. Yeah, and I was crazy. Hold on. So we're not making fun of super duper seniors no more? Like that's nah, because they're getting paid. <laughs> so we can't make fun of them. They got to make fun of them. Right. Right. In the normal left, in the normal life, Shador would leave Colorado this year. <laughs> right. But if exactly. five million a year, why not stay? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. but right now he's gonna, he gonna take ballroom I'm a, dancing. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a double senior driving around in a fucking Rolls Royce. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna, he gonna take, take everything. He's gonna take ballroom dancing, basketball, my man, my man, KFC, Hold on, he plays, he plays football in a what, what, what with a Richard Millie don't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when he scored a touchdown, he showed us his TV. Like, you just, 
And can you blame them? No, I mean, I can't fault them. You can't blame them. I mean, they're making their money. And honestly, if they got good advice, somebody should be advising those elite players who are getting those type of deals. It is best to stay in some in a lot of those case scenarios because they're making their money and there's nothing guaranteed in the pros. And you could come out and get drafted. Uh, the window to make it to the league is getting smaller and smaller. So make all the money you can make. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult decision to make, but I, I just wanted to make sure I stress how much it does affect high school kids. Yeah. The longer they stay. So are you talking to these students? Like, you know, are you reaching out to the students, like the, uh, the athletes and like trying to get into their heads early and to try to coach them into like direct, at least directing them on a proper path? Yes, I like, mentor. I, I have my share of girls and boys that okay. I mentor. Um, and I also, you know, in my platform, when I do public speaking and I talk on mental wellness or, uh, life after sports, um, usually I, I talk to a lot of high schools and, uh, and I get con connected to athletic directors and they make sure they have their athletes there. But yes, I do all I can to bring them reality, especially those ones that I can talk to on the phone and all of them say the same thing that they want to play D1. All of them say they want to play in the pros. All of them say they want to make a lot of money one day. Okay. And, and, and I'm not a dream killer. I hope for all of them that they do. But the reality is. Jump hold on, hold on. I think we need to hire Pablo. Pablo will help you. Like, you know, listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reality. <laughs> Don't hire Pablo for that. Don't hire him for that. Don't hire him for that. So, I, so, I so, so they'll be out here ready to fight Pablo. Because they have no they be better no athletes when they done, though. They'll be no better when they done. No proof. He'll be, they'll be tussling. So, no. That's, so, that's so I have a quick question. I do not recommend. <laughs> So I have a quick question for you, uh, Leslie. So what, yeah. is, what is the greatest advice that I think – well, not I think, but the greatest advice that you would give to upcoming athletes that want to aspire to be in the WNBA and the NBA? And how does your organization and your movement, your placement now, connects with the growth and development of ensuring uh, mental wellness for athletes? Um, my platform – it, it it is mental wellness, but I'm not again. I'm not afraid or bashful to talk about faith as well, um, because what we see now, you see all these athletes. I mean, we got plenty of gyms open. We got plenty of parents spending all their money on their kids to get all their individual training and everywhere. And what I would say to these athletes is, you have to work harder on your mind than you even work on your game. And, and I'm not just talking about for depression. I'm talking about for inspiration, for motivation. You better know that you're the best. Yes. And there's a lot of athletes that don't. They're they're bashful. They're shy. They're insecure. And let me tell you, they're going to get ate up and spit out when they make it to college because they're going to be playing with teammates who are all about themselves and made the best man and best player with the last with the last shot win. And so you these athletes need to know how to navigate ment just being mentally tough. Um, and, and of course, we see that in our kids. It just seems like uh, a weaker generation. They can't handle as much as we used to. 
And these coaches expect a lot from you, especially if they're going to give you a hundred thousand dollar scholarship. See, that's why they need me. I tell them the left ain't <laughs> the jumper ain't jumping. They no, need I, LeBron, I think LeBron really messed no. the game up for everybody because he came in mentally strong. He didn't only come that's in it. strong; he came in mentally strong. But I think that comes with, I yeah, that's what I was about to say. I think coming into something like the NBA or something like that, mentally strong means that you had people who were training you to be that way. Like you got to have the right people around you who help you to recognize, recognize your greatness and to recognize that you can keep pushing. Because even now as adults, a lot of us still struggle with being able to be mentally strong and mentally, um, and mentally adapt to the environments that we're in because some of us get a hundred thousand dollars right now. We're gonna lose it and be done, and then we're gonna be sitting on the curb somewhere, butt naked and shaking because yeah. we weren't mentally prepared to handle what a hundred thousand dollars. Preach, sister. Preach, preach, Most of us are thirty-five and up, and so think about giving that to an eighteen-year-old, a nineteen-year-old, a twenty-year-old. And then we seeing all of them out here doing all of this reckless stuff. Well, what did you think they were going to do when you gave them this kind of money? What did you yeah. think they were going to do without having the proper training, without having the proper management? And then if their parents was just waiting for them to be able to get the bag, then that's not helping them either. So having the people around you to help build you up, to help recognize your greatness and then help to continuously groom you the right way that's how people become mentally prepared for what they're walking into if you weren't then yeah you gonna you gonna you gonna catch a lot on the back end you need to be taught like financial like intelligence like because you go broke fast like easy easy you know i mean like i i got a regular check and i go broke not tomorrow, so you, know I mean? <laughs> so you, you give an athlete a hundred thousand, that's nothing to them. Like, so they whatever they see on TV, they want, and that's it's gone. Like, so yeah. hold on, did, did you hear how Shaq went broke in one day? Like, he yeah. literally saw how he brewed a mill in a day, yeah, because he bought everybody, a car. He, he bought everybody, he bought, a car. He bought his mom, his, his dad. Car. It comes from who you have surrounding you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause they give you, they give you financial classes. They give you all that stuff when you go to the league and all that. Now, if you don't pay attention really? to it, it's based on your upbringing and who you had supporting you. Like, if but I'm again, a, if you I'm need mentors. The- yeah. Again, you yeah. need mentors. You need support because they're. We can say all we want what they should have done, but at the end of the day, they don't have discipline. It's right. new money to them. Right. And so they want to enjoy it. And so they lose it very fast. Um, but we've seen it everywhere, you know, Delonte West, homeless, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, where I really cringe is to start naming names of how many pro athletes we've already lost that have uh, either died to suicide or have died to drug overdose or to addiction. It's everywhere. Why? Because it's hard when you realize, man, I, I blew everything I had. Uh, or uh, I'm not not just I'm not playing anymore, but man, I once was paid and now I got to go home and, you know, I'm broke. Yeah. And so you got to face right. that music and it's not easy to face. Um, and so, again, people turn to things 
to help them deal with that. And so um, it's unfortunate, but it's everywhere. Yeah. So it's about and, who you had around you, and who you have around you. That's, yep. that's so important. It has to be Clean in you. Too. Is, it's a very hard like, thing. No matter, like you have, a, you have the best circle in the world. But if it's not in you, a little bit, take just like I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it. I'm, nothing's going to stop me. That circle don't mean anything. You know, like you can have your uncle saying, "Yo, save your money." You know, put it in the bank. You have your mama saying, "Yo, just buy a little bit of house. You ain't got to get a big house." But if you want to do what you want to do and not listen, it's, it's no point. So, and I, but and also I, that comes with with the lesson. Like that's yeah. the lesson in it, though. Like that's where we have to give people their own free will. You can, like you said, you can give them the information in the game and the understanding, and you know, kind of help them. But I mean, if they just hell bent on doing it their way, then they're gonna have to learn the the lesson the hard way, and then they're gonna absolutely 100% go come crawling back. So like, okay, so you said what kind of account to get? You said a savings? And right, then what else? Because, yeah, you know, right, because then they see like they see like, oh, I was on the verge of being like broke, broke. You know, and then even like teaching the young adults about uh, like Leslie said at the very beginning about boundaries. Like a lot of us don't know how to set healthy boundaries about ourselves and we don't even know how to set set boundaries and follow the boundaries we set for ourselves so we really don't know how to do it with nobody else mm -hmm. and so even with the usage and alcohol and drugs and all that kind of stuff like those are worlds that these young people are being introduced to and they've never seen this kind of stuff before and so that's how they end up in some of these spaces where they like yes and, 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 and the other side to that is um, we all think uh, that there's always tomorrow. <laughs> and, and, and so that's why they spend their money because they think, oh, well, I'll be on another team next year. Oh, I'll get a bigger contract next time. <laughs> and it always, and we and we see it every time, you know, it it is it's very few athletes that actually retire out. Or they bow out on their own terms. E right. Either you didn't get a chance and it was over, you were cut <laughs> and it's over. You were away, it was over, but you did not see it coming. I promise you. It's like 95% of us, you do not get to see it coming. So you either listen <laughs> to all that good advice or, or you get caught. Pablo gonna call you saying you're jumping, yes. jumping. Uh, the left is weak. Pablo, our next LLC, the Rejection Squad. There you go. Oh my God. So, so you Listen, know what I'm Nobody can take this. Me and Pablo, we're gonna come to you and let you know that you suck. That's it. Yep. Lord. I, I think the I think the biggest thing is trying to I think get the you know because we're talking about how much athletes can like blow money and they're not you know, kind of ready or prepared. I think the biggest thing um, is, of course, in connection to your mental wellness, is to make sure that, you know, these individuals see the greatness in themselves and start with self-love. 
And so, you know, protecting their peace and just learning boundaries, learning how to have financial planning, you know, learning how to condition themselves and prepare themselves um, for greatness. So I think, uh, you know, with in connection to the mental wellness thing, I think it's a it's a dope thing that you're doing, you know what I'm saying, to bring awareness to these athletes, to be able to give them the support that they need, dealing with the depression and all the issues that they may have mentally. I think that, you know, like you said, having the right people in place and support is it's just great it's just necessary yeah i appreciate can we, it can we not negate life experiences because i mean we really do have to get out here and experience life on our own terms and so right. you know yeah. some of that comes with messing up because <laughs> i'm a witness <laughs> i'm a witness to getting out here living life on my own terms and then i'll be i'm definitely that one so like so you said i need how many accounts and, and oh. then how much I'm supposed to save regularly because I used to be the person like, uh-uh, let me, let me live my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't. And that was a, that was a constant battle with me and my mama. Like, girl, she'd be like, I'm trying to keep you from bumping your head. Well, let me bump it. <laughs> they used to always give my reply. child don't know it's knee scrape hurt. If you keep catching them from hitting the ground and they don't never scrape their knee, they ain't gonna know it hurt. Um, I used to tell my mama all the time, let me let me bump my head. <laughs> it might be some fun in bumping my head. Okay. <laughs> it might be some fun on the way down as I bump my head, but when I come back up, don't lecture me about me falling and bumping my head. <laughs> Just be like you know, they always say the fall doesn't hurt. It's the impact from the fall that hurts. So watch where you Listen, fall. That's something. Mm, that's good. Watch Very where you fall. Whatever, whatever the tagline is. <laughs> right there, All I know is that I had a good time. I, I mean, no, because if you think about it, in life we go through these experiences, right? And it's the experiences of not necessarily quitting, but the failures that we learn from. The, the mm -hmm. method of dust yourself off and try again. So the actual yeah, falling so is... Yeah, yeah. The actual falling is not the thing that is, is hurting you that hurts. It's just the impact from the fall. So, yeah, yeah. Y'all write that down and y'all know this. You, you don't have to fall <laughs> as fall. That's good stuff. I'm good. Stretch, say. <laughs> nah, yeah. And so, why, so, why, so why, we, why are we talking about this? Leslie, can you explain to us? How can people reach out to your organization? How can they receive your services? And what type of services can they receive from your organization? Uh, everything. It, really, if you just remember Hushed No More, um, make sure you put the ED on there. So many people forget the ED. Um, but Hushed No More, uh, you can go to hushnomore.com. Um, Hushed No More is on Instagram. You know, we have a platform on Facebook. We have a platform on YouTube. And so uh, we're just trying to get the message out. And especially on the website, uh, that's where all the contact information is. Um, they can reach out to me. Um, I go, like I said, I speak. Uh, but also, you know, I have people that uh, that work with me that we just, you know, because I one thing I'm always careful about, want to make sure everyone know that, you know, I'm not a, a certified psychologist. You know, I'm not licensed for that, um, but I do believe that telling our story, sharing our testimony helps lives, saves lives. And so that's what I do. But when people come to me and they say, listen, you know, I felt like, you know, taking my life, you know, 
Hush No More will gladly connect you to NAMI. You know, we'll gladly connect you to people who are licensed uh, behavioral therapists uh, that are out there as well that uh, can give people the services that they need. Um, but I will say this, it, it always amazes me um, how many people are hurting because simply, you know, we just need more love. We just need more love on this earth. Some people, seriously, I know it's underrated, but some people just need a hug. They just need to be told that, you know, keep going, keep fighting. You're doing well. You're amazing. You know, what you did, nobody else could do. Your life matters. You're 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 here, here for a reason. Um, the best of you is yet to come, you know, spiritually. Your ladder will still be greater than your past. So we need to just begin to give more inspiration to the people that we love, people that we don't. And uh, I'm a big firm believer that love heals all things. And so we just need to put more love in the atmosphere, y'all. Everybody needs to do uh, their part. You sound like uh, my text messages. You need eight hugs. <laughs> you need eight hugs a day to survive and 12 hugs for maintenance, okay? Like, yeah. are, are touch deprived. You need eight hugs a day. And eight hugs. Okay, so eight hugs a day. Eight hugs a day. What else written at? For maintenance, and I'll, I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link because a lot of people are touch deprived. And matter of fact, I'm gonna send you the link to our show where we talked about right. touch right. deprivation. Hold on, hold we on. talked about touch, touch deprivation in May. I feel like um, I need to be touched. Whoa. Mental health. Now that's see, Leslie. I, I apologize in advance. <laughs> so you gotta have balance, though. I love it. I love all the perspectives. Wait, wait, wait. No. I love it. You said eight so times listen. a day. First thing first, people don't wash. I can't touch. I can't be hugging people. Like sir, oh, sir. Man. That's I, I, that's neither here nor there. That's the, that's what <laughs> is recommended for people to be if, able. If to Jesus can hug out. people. Um, he walked 300 miles. Okay. You can okay. hug somebody who washed they behind last night. We want to thank Leslie for dropping in with us and giving Just us case me information. <laughs> um, and to tell us her, me, her story. Me. Her story is amazing. And I want you guys to make sure that you check her out. Follow her on all social media platforms. She has Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, mm. all of that stuff. So make sure y'all check out the organization. Hush, on IG. the ED on the end. Hush, <laughs> no more. Yeah. And make sure y'all check it out. Make sure y'all get in tune and see what she has coming up. Um, and all of the greatness that's to come from Hush, no more. I'm grateful and hire me that too. we were able to have this conversation <laughs> with you and to be able to learn about how you got here, learn about your story, and to know that you was out here hooping. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana girl, Midwest yeah. raised, okay. Absolutely, oh. absolutely. You know, oh, like hey, let, let me let me say this. You guys are so awesome. I I love a good time, and I can tell this is, this is not random. This is what y'all do. So you know, keep your platform going. And I appreciate you just giving me a chance to tell my story, share my story, and uh, hopefully it helps and impacts some lives out there.
Oh, we're we're definitely. I'm sure it is. We're going to hire Leslie. We're going to be on the payroll. I got you. Okay. Right on, y'all. Right on. Got you. Left thing method. That's all I'm saying. Got you. Well, y'all, y'all know how we do. We thank you again, Leslie, for hopping on here. Thank you for showing you. Hush no more. Y'all know what time it is. We get ready to get into this new music moment, and then we up out of here, y'all. Again, we want to thank y'all for tuning in. If you are not following, like, shared, or subscribed to the Fat Girl Chronicles PGC Media or PGC After Dark, check us yeah. out on all social media platforms. Yeah. And make sure you follow us on all streaming platforms, iHeart, Pandora, Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find the Fat Girl Chronicles there. We everywhere. We're going to get into this everywhere. moment and then we up out this be on point, <laughs> You're so silly. Okay, come on, man. <laughs> Singers of the Week, and they're both remakes, and y'all know how I feel about remakes. But this one was done by one more. This is the kids of one year from Boys to Men, and they keep it all in the family. But please don't go. Right here, your new music. Sorry, my eyes began to see. 
Yes, indeed. That was one more. But please don't go. But now we're moving on to the single of the week. And I'm glad they let these brothers do that. Because I'm real picky about my remakes. But the group is no guidance. And they want to talk to New Edition. And we did. Can you stand the rain? Right here, your new music moment. Tell me what you think about it. Pick up one more with that new single, Please Don't Go. And also Destiny Combat along with Alex Osley and that single, Same Mistake, along with my man, Mr. Eric Roberson and his new singer, Here For You. Yo, this has been your new music moments with your man and mouth. Don't forget to follow me on all, don't forget to follow me on IG at the underscore mouth 247. That's the underscore mouth at 247. And if you got any questions or concerns, man, or you got any music that you want to get at me, Hit me up right here at the Fat Girl Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Fat Girl Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. Yo, hang out with us each and every week right here for the Fat Girl Chronicles Podcast. And don't forget about the sisters, the aunties, the rich aunties, every other Friday podcast after dark. Shout out to Sarah, SMG. Happy anniversary, three years, man. Y'all doing y'all thing, man. Pablo, love you, man. Yo, this has been your new music moments. I hope I added something to your life musically. Like I did mine And like I always say man It ain't gonna never change baby Cause I'm Hey 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 Yo Mal Okay Appreciate you brother Alright Mal I see you doing your little debut You know what I'm saying Doing your little You know little intro I don't know how I feel about that Please don't go away Bruh he was feeling that thing, boy. He was I think that, that feeling, the feeling that I missed from it, I think, is the bass part. Yeah, yeah. The bass, yeah. That's why the I said missing a little. Yeah, it's 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 Oh, he done lost his mind. Hey, I look, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a new addition to the death. And when I heard it, I was like, they did justice to it. Yeah, yeah. I was, they I was try, like, they, try, they didn't do, they didn't go in there. and They try to overdo it. Right. They just kind of flow. They wrote it. Nice they just cover, wrote it so nice. nice. I was like, yo, this shit dope. And the sad part about about me is like looking at the album cover, like the niggas are ugly. Like, I just hate I to was, say I, it. I was just saying, <laughs> <laughs> they look they they really fucking sing. They fucking can sing their ass off. That, that's, they killed that's the it. 80s though. They bring the 80s back when the ugly people can yeah. sing and got all the girls. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 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 well, 
We want to thank y'all for tuning in tonight to another episode of the Fat Girl Chronicles. Thank you to our guest, the one and only Leslie Johnson of Hush No More LLC. We want to thank you for telling your story. That's what we are here for, for people to live out loud, tell your stories, and all of that greatness right here on the Fat Girl Chronicles PGC After Dark and PGC Media. Once again, thank you to SMG for allowing us to stream on your platform. And happy three-year anniversary to you all over there. Yes, yes. Um, make sure you check out Thursday Night Live on Thursday. And the aunties will be back next week. Not this Friday, but next, next Friday. Because we going to the land of Delulu next week. So that's our topic for next week with the aunties. We talking about being delusional. Okay? Say, check us out next week. Delulu. Delulu. Y'all a old I don't care. Little. That's the little slang. That's the little <laughs> slang. So that's what we going with. But anywho, check us out on all social media platforms and follow us: Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got a lot of dope button. things coming up with PGC, so you don't want to miss it. Check us out. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in, and we out this thing. Y'all know what I say. Yep. Whatever you do for the rest of the evening and the rest of the week, don't do it with your half ass. Do it with your Do it with your whole ass, y'all. We up out this thing. Peace, y'all. Damn it. You gotta do it with your whole ass.